Okay, here we go. Another turning point, fork stuck in the road. Time gets by the hand, breaks you where to go. It's not a vision, but I guess it's learned in time. It's something unpredictable, but then the end is right. I hope you have the time of your life. Tim, I'm disappointed you don't know all the lyrics to that. I know, that's the first song we ever covered together as a band, and we I, I don't know the words anymore. Classic. It's okay. Well, guys, welcome to the Up for Discussion podcast, the only show on the internet where we talk about the things we talk about in the order we talk about them. I am Tom Zalatni. I am Tim Blay. And we have a wonderful human being on our couch today. Your favorite returning guest. Oh, no. <laughs> Bam. It's Julian McKenzie. <laughs> Get out. Hi, Des. How dare you. Des D'Souza, how are you doing these I'm days? I'm good, yeah. I'm better. It's more relaxed a little bit, and summer's here, so I'm happy. Yeah. yeah. Summer relaxes us. It calms our muscles. Mm. It makes us loose and free and overly hot in this closed room. Oh my gosh. But it's With the last joy. time we're going to be in this room forever. Yeah, it's our graduation, hence the song. We're mm-hmm. graduating to a new fun space mm-hmm. Tom and I are moving into. Well, Tom's mm-hmm. moving into it now. Yeah. I'm moving in a month. I'll keep it warm for you. I move in in two years. Don't what? <laughs> <laughs> we filmed this at Come New Girl Part 3. <laughs> Surprise. Wait, so like, what are you going to, you're just going to be alone for a month. Are yeah. you excited? Uh, mostly. I mean, I was trying to find someone to like rent your room for a month yeah, so that I could get a little rent money, but uh, that didn't work out. So yeah, I, I'm looking forward to living alone for living a bit. Living alone is sweet. Mm. Yeah. It's I just a lot of space though. Like it's a four bedroom. Oh, I feel like, like What am I going to do with that by myself? You, you can just dance around. Never wear pants. <laughs> I mean, you can do that in smaller spaces too. Yeah. I mm. dance around to music. Yeah. Um, what else do we do? Like, there's there's fairly sized windows in that place, though. You got to be careful where you go without pants. Oh, I mean, it depends how much you care. Also. Like you're on the you're on the 16th <laughs> I'm floor. I'm on the top floor, yeah. <laughs> you're okay, but uh, ground floor, big picture windows, kids walking by. Yeah, maybe maybe shield. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get some blackout curtains and just dance around pants. in the nude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's gonna be good, though. I think. We've I've got it I've got it all set up perfectly. This is gonna be my smoothest move of all time. Smooth moves. Man. Hashtag smooth, smooth. moves Alani. Moving yeah. sucks. Moving is such an ordeal. It so is. I'm glad that you made it smoother for yourself. Yeah. How did you do it? Well, what was so, the ointment? Like, <laughs> I, I just spread ointment all over my body. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be really hard to pick things up. But, but it will be smooth. Smooth. Now uh, I've got a moving company coming in the morning on Wednesday. Okay. For nice. like two hours, which will be enough time to like load everything onto the truck and drop it off at the new place. Uh, and then I've got a bunch of people coming in the afternoon to help me unpack. Sweet. You. And like, you can do Ikea. the whole like, pizza after. Oh, of course. Yeah, you gotta have pizza. You have pizza when people aren't moving. Yeah, I have pizza today. <laughs> you didn't yesterday. give pizza, pizza, pizza when Pizza is move Tom's you. one main consistency throughout his yeah. life. It's like I need two things to live, and it's it's water and pizza. Hmm. Uh, but then I've also got Ikea dropping off the new furniture I in the afternoon Ikea. on Wednesday. So good. Yeah, and so by the end of the first day, I'll have a furnished apartment with most of my stuff unpacked. Do you have to build the Ikea furniture? I think so. I don't always a team exercise you have to build the couch because that seems excessive i don't think I you have to build couch. a couch how yeah. do you build oh, a well, couch my brother and my mom mostly built my couch <laughs> and i stood there with the it, how many it pieces, shows you have like, step by step like how many pieces does a couch come I think in the frame was mostly intact and you okay. just put some nuts and bolts in and okay wait yeah. so like the, do the cushions come separate do you have to like stuff them or no well you have to they, you put the cover on over them so yeah, yeah yeah 
Yeah. But anyway, it's like it's like doing a large puzzle mm-hmm. with your family. Yeah, mm-hmm. it won't be too bad. It's fine. I like it. The table, the table and chairs are going to be a lot though, because it's a like a six chair dining set. Yeah, and I get really stressed about making sure the table is very even. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but it'll yeah. be good. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it'll be it's, fine. It's, it's like a fun puzzle for the whole family, except if you mess it up, maybe you just wasted a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Piece of Pretty much. Doesn't work. Yeah. No, all of their instructions, though, have like a little person and it crosses him out and then it has two little people because mm-hmm. you need to have a team to build everything. Yeah. Uh, I've built so. some furniture on my own. This desk, like my, my Ikea desk over here that we have the computer on. You built uh, it alone? I built it almost alone, but I, I stripped a skew. Stri- stripped strip a screw skew. at some point. <laughs> skewed a strip. I, I skewed. I skewed up, guys. <laughs> screwed a strip. I, I really skewed this one up. Um, no, I uh, there was like one screw that I like screwed up while I was putting it in, and I couldn't get it out after. Ugh. And so I got our old roommate Tim Sample. Well, your roommate Tim Sample yeah. to like, Sample Tim? help Sample. me like. Yeah. Fix Is he the one that. you try on before you purchase the real one? Yeah. Do they no, size? He's, he's just. We just. We had a long <laughs> campaign to free him, but now he is a free sample. <laughs> we put that sign up before he moved in. Eh? It's true. Yeah. yeah. Free sample? Yeah. Um, But yeah, so that desk I built mostly on my own with the exception of getting him to come help me fix that one screw. And then I built my roommate's bed. Well, he like, he like got it out and like found me a better one. Ah. Yeah. (laughs) Like when you mess up a screw, probably, probably you can just find another screw. Yeah, exactly. So you screwed the desk up, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Well, it's like I said before, I really screwed it up. Yeah. We transition to baby Tom. Baby Tom. Weird. I'm a sweepy little boy. No, it's not okay. (laughs) Can we talk about your puns on my status? I was such a fan of. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Sorry, what happened? I missed this. Uh, Des posted a status saying that she lost her phone in Toronto, and I was like, Yeah. What did I say? The views. So, uh, okay, the phone story is actually kind of funny. I dropped my phone in the CN Tower. In the CN Tower? (laughs) Like off the CN Tower? No, in. So I was in the restaurant. There's like a revolving platform and a wall that doesn't revolve. Um, And I managed to drop my phone in like the two inch gap in between the two. So it it was in the CN Tower. Where does it go? Who knows? There's apparently this gap which like engineers need to access. If you Mm -hmm. have an iron ring, it's good to know that one day you could retrieve someone's phone. But basically, yeah, they had to just wait for the engineers to come and get it. So it was up there for days. In the meantime, I came back to Montreal. Um, but yeah, mm. basically. Wait, so you can and just be just... any engineer and walk into no, the CN the Tower? No, the special CN Tower engineers. <laughs> yeah. You have to be a Torontonian engineer. <laughs> yeah, fine. But yeah. You have to know Drake and be an engineer. There's yeah, like that's actually, the, the hole there between the rotating platform and the wall actually is just a tunnel to Drake's house. <laughs> well, yeah, his little place where he just sits all day, right? Yeah. <laughs> up on top oh, of the gosh, CN Tower. Exactly, yeah. That's how he got up there. <laughs> oh my goodness. So basically, um, I posted a status saying I lost my phone in the CN Tower and Tom goes, what are the views? Like, from up there and then i said you really need to take care of your belongings and there's just several drake themed puns and I, my main question was how is this your main talent like, <laughs> like i didn't go to school is that an insult <laughs> like, i'm not sure i feel like that's most of my the statements i make people are like should i feel insulted or not it's hard to tell are you ambiguous in your complimenting people i can't tell oh, oh that's snap. one of my you can't you can't take my bit, Tom. I'm sorry. Treasure. See, I just took Treasures. yours. How did it feel? <laughs> treasure. Well, treasure wasn't my bit. My, my bit is silly Your voices. bit is that voice, yeah. Yeah. I was listening to a bunch of episodes of Up for Discussion today because we need to catch up. And just it, like you should do if you haven't listened to an episode <laughs> plug, in a while. Plug, 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 plug. But yeah, and every time you do that voice, I'd just let out a single, like, ha. Like, I'd be standing somewhere, I'd be like, ha. ha. 
<laughs> like mildly dismissive of a person who isn't even there to hear it. <laughs> How rude. How rude. Mm. But, so what's what's new but, in your life other than losing a phone? Um, Not much. I'm almost going out west, so I'm just kind of counting down the days to that, a month and a little bit. Um, my family's coming to visit, which will be nice. And so I have a bunch of Montreal fun things planned for them. Fun-treal. Fun-treal. Oh, I'll aboard the hype train. What what have you found to do in Montreal? Because this is something that I always find that like people tell me about cool touristy stuff after they have gone to it or like. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, man, I'm in Montreal. Why do I not know about this? I feel like every Montreal or every resident of a city, like I've lived, I was born in, in Toronto and I'm, you know, in my early 20s now. And we'd never gone up the CN Tower until last week. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, mostly really touristy things like the botanical gardens. My mom likes gardening. Right. We haven't seen them. Um, a really nice restaurant, probably Jardin Nelson in Oldport. And then, you know, walking along the pier there. Yeah. Um, if you walk far places. enough along that place, you go right along the canal. And after about an hour, you end up where I live. Oh yeah, I ran the canal the other day after the whole work. thing. No, I well, it's actually much running is nice because things are much closer than you than they are when walking. Obviously, mm. but it's it's kind of surprising how like I ran to. Yeah, it's because of relativity. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you study physics? Is that your degree? You can't. Can you not tell? I cannot can you tell, not tell whether ambiguous. I study physics or not. So Desiree, what what kind of responsibilities do they give you when you're running the whole canal? So the first one <laughs> is you have to be serious about water safety. Okay. <laughs> they give you a hat and a whistle. Okay, right. <laughs> yeah, you have to be really careful of the locks. Do you know what the locks are? Um, yeah, they're on the doors. <laughs> yeah, it, they are. They're, they're, they're these gates that keep the water out. I know what a lock is. But there's various, some of them have monsters in them, especially like the Loch Ness. It's, it's Ah, I see, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they also require you to be beautiful and ethnically diverse. So okay. check and check. So I can't apply that. <laughs> no, you are not. You're, all, you're only one of those. I'm not beautiful oh, enough. <laughs> are you hungry? What, what what's that? Are you Hungarian? I actually don't know. <laughs> oh, I get it. Do you? Is that uh, why you like? Are you an that? entire country, Tom? Do you take the? <laughs> you're making a joke about my people. Yeah, <laughs> your people. <laughs> Desiree, you're being reverse racist. Am I? That's not reverse racist. That's <laughs> how just is racist. it reverse racist? I'm I'm it's, no Hungarian. It's reverse it racist because you're ethnically diverse. So oh. I, 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 I feel know. like that doesn't mean what you think it does. <laughs> Inconceivable. <laughs> I don't think reverse racist is a thing. I think there's just racist. Well, well, reverse racist, what I'm pretty sure what it is, is when you're racist towards your own race. I oh. thought, I, like, but no. I feel like a lot of people subtly are reverse racist. No, I feel but, like a lot of new immigrant families subtly are reverse racist. Mm. Hmm. To, the, the way that people say reverse racist, like white people are the people that cry reverse racism, and what they mean by it is you're racist against the people who are usually racist. Oh, no, I, I didn't think that was the definition. I mean, it yeah. could be wrong. So yeah. unlikely, that's, that's but a <laughs> People decry things like like affirmative action. It's like, oh, that's reverse racist. Like, no, because I think I think if you're being racist towards a Caucasian person, you're just being racist yeah, towards right. a majority group. But mm. yeah. Reverse racist, I think, I think racism, is just like, I, I would say reverse racism is like overly praising someone of a different race <laughs> for being that race. Like negative, like positive stereotypes. Yeah, like it's like you're being a racist, but you're being a racist in a way that you think is positive, but it's actually still kind of racist. I'm not. I'm pretty sure it's when you're racist towards your own group. I'm pretty sure reverse racist is cesare. 
I'm pretty sure Reverse Racist is a great band name. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Be, uh... Okay. So, uh, water safety, attractiveness, ethnicity. Is there any other? Is there any other responsibilities yeah, they give you in order you have to, to run? find diverse water animals to add? Mm-hmm. This is, of course, completely legal. So they they allow you to ship in stuff. So far, I've moved in seals. See, there are actually muskrats in the canal. <laughs> muskrats. Yep. Yeah. What exactly yeah, is a muskrat? Cool. It's like a fat rodent. They're like halfway between otters and beavers. I feel like I've read like about small. muskrats in Charlotte's Web or something. And like they hang out. They make little lodges on the sides of the banks like beavers do. Um, but they just sort of chill in the mm-hmm. canal. And they're just like an ugly beaver. So They're well, like a little beaver. They're, like they're pretty cute. Beaver. Yeah. Oh. They're, they're just like, yeah, they're just a little like chubby, like, like kind of oh, short-bodied In my head, I'm rodents. picturing like a possum, like an ugly no, no. Think, possum. No, think more otter-like. Okay. Yeah. Aww. It's like a short otter. It's like Aww. if you took a rat and you gave it some musk and just <laughs> it, it became really sexy. If, it's like if Elon Musk... <laughs> <laughs> if Elon Musk made, designed <laughs> a rat, <laughs> then it would be fuel efficient and it could go to space. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new Mars rat. Oh, <laughs> Mars there's, rat. There's a lot of muskrats in uh, Point St. Charles, eh? Hmm. Like the neighborhood that I work in and you live in. I are there? I I see them a lot near the IGA. Like, are you sure you're thinking of muskrats? Because muskrats yep. don't usually go further than a they're, bit from the canal. They're either muskrats or groundhogs. groundhogs. I'm sure they're not groundhogs. No. Yeah. Groundhogs are fat. Yeah, but they just look the same as muskrats, don't no, they? No, muskrats are more ottery. I find it hard to identify woodland creatures. Yeah. yeah. Would you like say that's one of your like girl. low points? I have two flaws, okay? I don't know if, I don't know if we can allow you to run One canal. is the identification of woodland creatures. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this, be- this second flaw better be real good. The other is I may be a little bit too confident. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's good I, to admit. I think I have like five, but anyway. Mm. So I was, my, my, uh, my siblings, or my sibling and my sibling-in-law, finally got me to watch The Office this past week. What? Okay. You haven't seen it? I've never. Oh, I, it's I had so watched good. The British Office and found it really cringy. But then I was like, eh, I've got other shows to watch. So I never watched The American Office. So I started watching it. And you're right. You're basically Mindy Kaling. Okay, no. I mean, I've, I actually recently read Mindy's book. And she was like, I find it offensive when people think that I'm Kelly Kapoor. Because clearly I'm not. And then she has a full-on list of things that Kelly Kapoor and her have in common. And things that are fictional. Like things that, it's like Wait, things that on, Kelly that, did that I wouldn't do. Yeah. Kelly so Kapoor is the character, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And who's played by Mindy Kaling. Yeah. Kaling. What's well, calling? Calling or killing? It's calling. Actually. Okay. Nobody says that. No, That's because annoying. everybody in the same way nobody says thundery chicken. They say tandery chicken. Right, and no one says Himalayas the right way. How? What's the actual way you say Himalayas? I think it's Himalaya. Oh, something like that. Yeah. I think. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's quite funny. Um, the thing that it's like things that Kelly Kapoor said she did that I would never do, and one is like, well, pretend. all like all the characters in the office are crazy. Like you can't <laughs> literally be them. I think no, I okay. I think the pe- the reason people are like, oh my god, Desiree, you're so much like Mindy is because she is a curvy woman of color as well. 
And I think if I think if it no, was it's like, the way you speak though. No, it's not. It is. No, <laughs> you, you have a few moments where yeah. voc- like the things you say sound like the things she says. <laughs> not necessarily in terms of like your intention behind them, but okay. just your like phrasing and your enthusiasm. The way it comes out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Like you posted like, a I'm status com- or no you, that event, the uh, the Lord of the Rings marathon. <laughs> I was reading that, and the whole time I was reading it, I was hearing her voice. <laughs> okay, can we talk about this for a second? This is an ongoing okay, debate. No, listen, I'm gonna watch a movie alone tonight it will be one movie it, it'll be it'll be the the one with angelina jolie where she's crazy what's it called oh, um um mr and mrs smith no the other one. um tomb raider 2 no the other one Eon Flex. <laughs> no anyway it's like a Schindler's girl List. comma into <laughs> jesus <Tom. laughs> oh, dear. Oh you didn't catch her in that one she had a minor <laughs> role it was behind the scenes but it was uh, important oh gosh <laughs> Okay. Anyway, no girl, comma interrupted. Oh, that one. Yeah. yeah. So I'll I think be watching you mean girl, that movie. comma space interrupted. Okay. Anyway, Tom, <laughs> I will be watching that movie tonight. You know, I'm gonna refer to refer to it words. Uh, Do you know what I'm gonna refer to it as? Just to bother you, Tim. A marathon. Yeah, it's not. Gonna, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> like I I could walk to the store and call it a marathon, but that I'm don't make call it, it so. Whatever I, so basically, the, so Desiree has this <laughs> idea where she's going to watch the Lord of the Rings. She just alone in my dark room with with whoever wants to, but by by deceptive advertising, she's gonna get other deceptive. people on her side. She's gonna watch one movie per week, and she's going to call it a marathon. Because the uh, director's cuts are like two hundred plus minutes long. <laughs> I know Tim might have that time, but some of us actually work and have school. It's like going on <laughs> several five k runs spaced a week apart and being like, "Yeah, I ran a marathon." That's, you know that's what? Me. I'm cool. If you feel like that and it makes you want to run more, you keep believing it. Well, you know that's marathon like training for a marathon. I'm yeah, just watching yeah. one episode a week. You know what? We. As in, <laughs> I don't know who I meant by we. We as the in royal me we. and all the people coming to the marathon, which, which does so not include you. you. Did you know there's kind of there's a ton of people. There's coming. lots of people coming to a movie watching event. Oh, You're the only one. Oh my god! <laughs> Did you read my shout out to you in the description though? It's very funny. I wrote maybe Gollum will even be there and. In- and then I wrote in brackets, if Tim wakes up in time, am I right? Because Tim is Gollum and he I sleeps. Don't, I don't get it. He might not make it there for 630 because he apparently could sleep through that time. The joke, Washos. Tim, is that you found a ring once uh, <laughs> and you became really, really invested no spoilers. and obsessed with this no spoilers. ring. Uh, no and spoilers. And it kind of tore away no your spoilers. will to live uh, no and basically spoilers. just turned you into this this spoilers. creature that just needs to be around this spoilers. ring all this the time. This is all backstory. You would know this if you um, watched uh, and, so, and so what happens is you, you've gotten really skinny and hairless uh, and you live in like a Not dark... Not totally hairless. I think I've got Tim was always hair. skinny and <laughs> A cold, damp place where you yeah. hang out by yourself. I feel like you also lived That's in a cold, true. damp place in the past. I don't live by myself. I have precious. That's right. Based on the novel. <laughs> I knew it was my, my, two of my favorite running jokes are the push based on the... Precious based on the novel pushed by Sapphire. It's so good. And the camo joke. Like when somebody's wearing camo and, the, and somebody's like, I don't understand where that guy's pants are. And you're like, and then you realize they're camo. You're like, you're a genius. I saw a photo today on Facebook of a guy wearing camo pants and like a, a reflected, like a neon life jacket. Yeah. And the caption said, I can't tell if he wants me to see him or not. <laughs> <coughs> Yeah. I, I love a good camo joke. He wants like, you to think he's he's just a floating body. Yeah, I mean, you could see his face. Yeah. Maybe his hands. Face and hands. That's the most important part of a person. I would say so. 
And no, if you guys have a face I... and hands, you can go to patreon.com slash up for discussion <laughs> and use your face to look at the screen and see what kind of sweet perks we have for you. And then use your hands to enter your credit card information and give us money on a monthly basis. Like, share, and subscribe if you have both a face and hands. Also, if you don't have a face or hands, that's cool too. We don't discriminate. Like, share, and subscribe. Guys, like, share, and subscribe if you were, like wearing camo. Desiree, we're going to start doing exclusive content for our Patreon subscribers in June, and Whoa, this is the what? first time we're announcing it on the podcast. What? No, you announced it last time because I... <laughs> Did we? I think, you, I think there was I think qualifiers, we said we, like There was maybe. mentions. It was a mention of like, maybe we'll start doing that. We okay. made a decision. We're going to start in June. Ooh, exclusive. Uh, I can't so remember what we decided to do. We're going to do like some fun video content. Oh, snap. And you can only see that if, if you, you subscribe. subscribe. Any level of subscription will do. You can give as little as a dollar a month. I'm pretty sure you can give as little as 0.1 cents a month, but, you know. Y- yeah, I guess that's that. true, yeah. I shouldn't have told people that. You can edit this out if you want. Damn it. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> Tim. That's right, Go a back dollar to a month. The Shire. <laughs> a whole dollar. You can give as little as the one ring to rule them all per month, <laughs> and then you'll be precious to us, just like the oh novel pushed by Sapphire. Precious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. One of my favorite podcasts. What they, what he, I guess, has a discussion. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. It's so I good. I love that podcast. I've been listening no, to that podcast so, all day. Stop. Okay. okay happy one year have... anniversary of the podcast, by the way. Aww. Seriously. Aww. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah. Really? It's the paper anniversary. We should do something. Oh, we like, could give each other paper. Paper well, cuts. <laughs> well, I mean, it'll be Saturday that that's the, that that's that June fourth. Mm. Should have a paper party. Wow. Grow a pay per view. No. We could, we could have a pay per view episode. Yeah. We could do a pay per view marathon. That's where you watch one pay per view movie in one sitting and then come back a week later and do it again. Right? <laughs> Shut up. I can call it what I want it to. Is there a website yet called Pay Per View that's just a live stream of a piece of paper that has nothing happening? You should make it. I will check. Okay, go do that. <laughs> I'm surprised we haven't fact checked everything with Siri. I feel like Siri is very useless, but you guys use it a lot. No, no. Si- Simon used Siri two episodes in a row, and then I told him to stop doing it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm pretty sure that Simon never thought that it was actually going to be a useful thing. He just wants to show off that he figured out how to make Siri British. I know how to make Siri a man. My Siri's a man. Really? Yeah, because I would like to have a male servant. But just like I would a, like to Siri marry a stay at home dad. What? What? <laughs> Just kidding. You want to marry a stay-at-home dad? Like he's already a stay-at-home no, dad. No, no. That'd be cool. You know, <laughs> would you be down for that? Like if someone's like a single stay-at-home dad. Single is the yeah. key word. Well, yeah, I mean I'm, I'm maybe. Not, not asking you to join a weird polygamous relationship. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. Sorry. Rewind. You want to have a stay-at-home? No, husband? I just have a. No, I. It's just a joke. Maybe. Oh, because I was gonna say Uh-oh. like hit me up. Like, no, that's, my, my, that's my, jam. my my other friend and I actually have this joke <laughs> where he's like, "This is perfect," and he found it that like. Maybe I might be interested in being like a neurosurgeon of the sorts. So he's like, perfect money. Let's get married now. And then I could be your stay at home dad, which means I could golf all day. And I was like, no, you'd have to look after the babies. Yeah. And he if, was like, only until dad. they're six. Tim and I both <laughs> no, not need to my marry. Personal. Like, Stop being weird. <laughs> Tim and I both need to marry girls with promising science careers. Yeah, basically. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think like, I the, need... <laughs> like chief of medicine. I'm pretty sure I need to introduce you to a girl with a promising science career. I don't know where you're going to meet one. I know some girls with promising science careers. I think, he, I think Tim has introduced you to most of them, though. On the podcast. So. <laughs> Des, do you know so, any girls with promising science careers who are okay with having their husbands stay at home? I, Maybe make YouTube videos? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think, so For so as much as I joke about it, though, like an equal sense of ambition in my partner is very important to me. Mm. Mm. So I, right. I don't think it actually would 
you know, be something I actively like. If I met a guy and he was like, I just want to stay at home all day, I'd be like, Meh. what if he was like, I just want to stay at home all day, working on the house and investing time and and love into my children, our children. You're asking a lot of questions for someone who's <laughs> not dating anytime soon. I'm just like, nope, <laughs> gonna focus on me. I mean, maybe it all depends. Well, this is a. Did you look up pay per view? Is I'm it a on, thing? I'm on payperview.com right now. Is it a uh, bunch of paper? So it's run by some company called New Mastodon Books and Fine Art, uh, and it looks <laughs> like they sell Mastodon. like they sell German books, they sell DVDs, they sell games slash non books, uh, antiquarian books, English books, <laughs> French books, Italian books, <laughs> Spanish books. They sell news, uh, fine art. They also sell ephemera. Uh, so if you're interested in that. I don't I don't I didn't hear Mastodon on that list. They're not selling any new Mastodons. No. Well that might be in the antiquarian books, right? Okay, yeah, that's yeah. true. Very old books about dinosaur. Okay. <laughs> that's that's going you're going too Just far back. Just the one back. dinosaur no, no. though. That that's way too far back. Go to the like pre modern section. Do they have that? Um everything is in German. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You so, know, we might have Mastodons in the next few decades. That's some bullshit. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like the cause see things like Mastodons and woolly mammoths. Like, they're not so far in the past that, like, the Jurassic Park thing is utterly impossible. Like, Jurassic Park, forget about it. DNA doesn't survive 60 million years. But it does survive, like, a few tens of thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Um, so something that they can do once you get really, really good at editing genomes is just take, say, an elephant cell and edit the genes until it's a mastodon cell. And then <laughs> you can just grow yourself a mastodon and then have them come back. Cool. It'd be fun. I mean, that's the theory. No one's ever done it, so probably um, you know about biology. I'm sure there's a ton <laughs> of problems. Yeah, I don't know. I listened to a really interesting... Not listened. I read a really good article where wherein the scientist, it's really creepy, wants to take human genes. Were you talking about scientist or what Tom Tom just continuing to play this... Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park theme. Because no, this, just... in <laughs> combination with the fact that there's absolutely no light in this room right now, is really creeping me out. <laughs> We're all going to get murdered by the T-Rex anytime soon. <laughs> Can you add a little Except bit of Chris dissonance? Chris Pratt might now? roll in to save us. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> you asked for dissonance. What is this? That's not dissonance. This is a different note. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this this oh is like, gosh. it's like your batteries are dying. <laughs> it is like, yeah. <laughs> have we, Reset. You, have we ever talked about that? That. That dying hamster I have in I my bedroom. I can go get him if you want. Is your I hamster actually dying? That's a guinea pig. Oh I, my would, god! You I'm would, so sorry. You would well ah! to learn it. Um, <laughs> I feel like you're gonna knife me now. Wow! Get the get the heck out of my podcast. Just no. go home. No, your podcast isn't it? Our podcast. It's my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tim's the talent. Um, <laughs> No, I have this, uh, I packed it up already, but I have this like little like robot hamster wearing yeah. like a biker vest and a bandana. And if you push his hand, he <laughs> sings uh, Born, Born to be Wild. But he's had the same batteries in him for like a decade. <laughs> so now it's like, get motor in. It's very sad. Now, well, it's, there's no more high notes now. It's all oh, just really low. It's just all sad. It's really funny. I wish you didn't pack it up. To be Oh, that sounded hard on their all throat <coughs> muscles. Oh my gosh. Wowie zowie. 
Did you you never practiced singing like hardcore slash screamo music? God, eh? why would I? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I didn't question. know you your whole life. Maybe when you were twelve, you were in a phase like that. You had long hair. Mm. I, I oh my you god, long hair. you did have long hair. It was well, long and greasy. Because I, I my whole teenagerhood was spent screaming into a microphone. Mm-hmm. But it was like you get used to it. The, the first few times you end up doing that whole <laughs> like dying thing, and then you sort of figure it out. Maybe it does irreparable damage to your voice still, but you don't notice. Hmm. No, I, I was always listening to like classic rock back then. Mm. That's a good decision. Wow. Very mm. impressed by mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So the only, the closest you ever got was like a who type scream. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I think the whole like emo culture still weirds me up now. Well, I think it was always weird. Like. It, I it guess was, the fact that it got so popular. It was definitely popular. More, popular. It was yeah, more intentionally to creepy too than much. a lot of things. Popular. <laughs> it was so popular. Uh, you are. I want to be popular. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, but like so many cultures are weird popular. in retrospect, right? <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think I can understand the hipster culture a little bit more than I can understand the emo one. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. But maybe just because we're in it more, right? Yeah, like maybe I'm completely biased. Like in, I mean, I wanted to be a little bit seen when I was younger. Like I wore heavy eyeliner and wanted to have spiky hair that was colorful. Yeah, but definitely like the way that that culture, I don't know. I feel like there 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 was a way that it sort of like fetishized harming yourself that was maybe yeah, a little not cool. Yeah, that was really not okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not Okay. <laughs> I'm not, uh, yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> MCR. Yeah, that was like the. Yeah, and time. I feel like also the majority of us were listening to it when we <laughs> had like very minor problems. <laughs> like my crush won't write my note back to me. I'm not okay. <laughs> I'm not doing well in my math class. <laughs> How could this happen to me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not popular. <laughs> You're not popular, popular virus. <laughs> oh, dear. Hey, Tim, you had something you wanted to talk about tonight. How about yeah. you take the bagel of our discussion and just schmear that topic right onto it? <laughs> All right, I will do that. I will take that bagel Weird. and inject it into your forehead until you have bizarre bagel forehead. Uh, <laughs> what? You don't know about bagel forehead? No. It was, a, it was a short-lived, I think it's kind of phased out now, but it was a trend in Japan for a while where women would inject a large amount of saline solution into their forehead and then, like, dimple it really hard so they had bagel forehead. Oh, weird. Why? It, only, it only lasted about a day, and then, like, the solution would diffuse out. But it was, like, I don't know, it was a fashion statement. Why do people wear heavy eyeliner and shave one half of their head? Okay, it's, fair. Like, it's, it's, this is how things go. Do you guys know about bread face blog? <laughs> no. Sorry. What's bread, bread face bread blog? Bread face blog is this girl on Instagram who just posts... Short clips of herself putting her face on bread. <laughs> Why? Oh my she's goodness! Just, she's just yeah, just. I feel like that's face. a huge waste of bread. Does she eat it after? I don't know. I'm very concerned about. I'll this. bet she sells it on eBay. Like Ew, I'm sure someone. I'm sure she does. <laughs> someone wants to buy oh, that bread no. now. But yeah, she has like eighty thousand followers on Instagram, <laughs> and she's only been doing this for a little less than a year. Eighty thousand. Yeah, it's unique, right? Yeah. And oh my she was asked once in an interview why she does this. And she was like, I got bored and did it once and people liked it. And I thought, OK, I guess I'll do this again. <laughs> oh, my oh, favorite yeah. thing on the Internet right now is Hydraulic Press Channel. Have I love it. Seen Hydraulic no, Press Channel. What is it? It's this Finnish dude with a, and his wife with a gigantic hydraulic press. 
and they, they just, just they just crash stuff. <laughs> so they do. And they start to like, well, of course he would welcome be from to Hydral Express Channel. Today we have playing <laughs> cards for our friends. And then he'll just like, and this the thing is that it's fascinating just how many things explode <laughs> if you press them hard enough. Playing cards explode. Oh my god! The the bowling ball exploded dramatically. Bowling ball. Yeah, yeah. You give it one little press and it just pff, shatters. Well, sometimes a little bit press. of press will really get to your head. Yeah, it's true. And this guy's actually gotten a lot of press. He's got like over a million subscribers now, and he started like four the months press, ago. Press? Yeah, press press. It's the perfect storm of. Pressing, pressing things. <laughs> pressing. Yeah. You can get a vague idea of it. Of what? Of breadsticks? Of the hydraulic press. Oh, and weird. Cool. I love yeah. it. I yeah. love it. Everything he presses will just like kind of wrap around it. Yeah. That's especially with his, his like, because they always end it by cl- crushing like a clay animal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just does absurdly stupid things. Um, yeah. But so what I want to talk about, this is, there was probably a good segue to be made when we were talking about stay at home dad. People, but I didn't make the segue, so <laughs> I'll start from the beginning. I guess um, it's a very good place to start. I wanted to know, so <laughs> maybe I'll start with a question. Do you Don't guys feel me. like if you if money or if you didn't need the money you're currently making doing your jobs and stuff to live, would you still be doing what you're doing? Whoa! And if, and if not, what would you be doing instead? Yeah, probably not. What would you do? I don't know. Probably not my my current job. I like my current job. I have no issues with my current job, but I'm also not like passionate about it or anything, you know. Right. I enjoy it. Um it, it makes me money. Yeah. I feel like with my job, so like not the school, the other thing. Um the the one who runs the canals. <laughs> yes, as director of the canal. No, I I work at like I'll just say I work for a, a corporate office. Um, I feel like I would it wouldn't have been my first choice in the past. Um, and if I didn't need that money, maybe I could just focus on school, which would be nice. Cause I I am really busy and really stressed most mm-hmm. of the time. Um, but it's also like really developed me in a way. Right. Like I'm, I've gotten really good at telling people off. I think <laughs> not that I wasn't good at that before, but I'm especially good at it. Well, you're a teller, so you have to. That's no, I'm job, not right? a teller. <laughs> <laughs> no, you she, think I'm a teller? <laughs> you were you a teller? You were a teller at one point, right? No, I was never a teller. Oh, really? I yeah. thought you started out as a teller. No, nope, like, I just graduated. skipped up. Oh man, that's why nobody <laughs> likes me there. Anyway. <laughs> no wonder you're hated and revived. Yeah, no, but I've I've gotten really good at, at other stuff too, like people managing, working with different types of people. Um, what are you? What song are you playing? He's playing <laughs> the first four notes of the Jurassic Park theme song. <laughs> I've basically become a T Rex, if you will, a dinosaur. Yeah, yes. no, but I think it's really developed me in a way that I wouldn't have gotten from like the the master's field I'm in, or a, a job as like I don't know, a waitress or an artist or like a like a, a painter, let's say. Right, that's um, true. And which is maybe something I would have picked over it, but just because it's easier. Right. Because my job is pretty stressful. Mm. But now, like being where I am now and knowing the skills, I probably would still pick it and then just take the extra money and spend it on stuff and not feel guilty about that. Mm. So like in retrospect, it's a good thing for you to have done. Yeah. Like mm. I'm really glad I had to work for it. Um, yeah, I feel I feel like I still have to work for it all the time. Yeah, like, I feel like that with my like jobs that I had like when I was in school and stuff like my summer jobs, like they weren't they weren't good jobs. Like they're like being a 
bartender at a golf course where you I mean, it's not a bad job. You get to talk to people and stuff, but I'm not really a people person. And most of it was like washing dishes and making food in the kitchen and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think there, yeah, there's a lot of skills that you learn from that. Like I think part of that was my first instance of losing my fear of like cooking and things, which is like a good thing you have to know if you want to be a human being. (laughs) (laughs) But, and like, you know, I think that in a way that labor jobs, they do like they, they're, they're really important for like teaching you the value of, of working and like that the work ethic of like, you know, you can if you do something for eight hours, you will get a lot done. Look at this like mm-hmm. amount of stuff that you did. Yeah. Like I found that with doing like summer jobs where I would like pile wood and move sand around and build people's rock gardens and things like, yeah, it's a, it's there is something to be learned. That's not like just the monetary like gain you get from it and I think that's really important and not just with labor jobs like my job isn't a labor job but it's taught me so much mm-hmm. um that you know is more than just the paycheck mm-hmm. it'd be nice to have a little extra cash what it's I think what's nice about it too is it's really helped me with my finances um and I'm I'm much better at managing that and managing myself and I think if like so what you do you want to segue into what you actually want to Yeah, say? well, the, the thing is that, like, what also <laughs> happens with, with stuff like that is while I think that it's really valuable to, like, learn from a job like that, there comes a point where you're not learning anymore a lot of the time. Like, you know, with with a labor job, right, like, once you've learned how to, you know, what it's like to stack rocks, you don't really want to be stacking rocks your whole life, right? Right, right and like, I think that's when and you, I like, think a lot of people, the company, you know? Yeah, and I, and I think... Like there's there's a situation right now where often people sort of get stuck in that, like especially if you're on the lower end of the the economy and you sort of, you need that job to make ends meet. It's the job that you have. Mm-hmm. Like my brother is you know, has sort of been working labor jobs for a long time, and he's sort of made that choice that because he's been trying to move forward with his art projects and things, like he can't sort of take the time to further a career, so he just keeps doing that. But it's it's it sort of traps you sometimes, right? Like mm-hmm. because you need to spend all your time working in that job, you can't sort of look at improving your situation and like developing skills in other areas. So once you've learned all you can there, you can't necessarily transition. Right. Um, well, that's why like, you know, my current job, like I've learned a lot from it, both about myself and about like, you know, working for a small company. And like, you know, I feel like I do a good a good job there and I get a lot of stuff done and like, you know, I've seen sales numbers increase mm-hmm. and stuff and it's, you know, it's been really cool. I just, you know, it's not what I'm passionate about and I have projects that I'd rather be working on and it like takes away time that I could be spending on that. Right. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So, so what I want to, the idea that I want to propose to you guys and I'm not really like, I don't know if I'm sold on this idea, but I find it an interesting thing um, is the idea of universal income, um, universal basic income, which is basically you, if you are the government or whatever, or maybe if you're just an NGO who has a big enough basis that you can try this with like a town or something, um, you decide you're just going to give everybody a check, a check for enough to live month to month, like not enough to live the, you know, the high life with sports cars and shark tanks or whatever, right, but, but basic living expenses. Yeah, enough that that person could theoretically survive <clears throat> without a job, right? Mm-hmm. And it's on like, it's on the premise that everybody gets this check so everybody yeah. has like a same footing financially at least yeah the idea is is like like the simplest idea of basic income is just universally like you know the canadian government just sends a thousand dollars a month to every person in the country um and this is something that has a fairly long history actually one of the first people to um develop the idea was thomas Paine, 
way back in the 1790s, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked about this as sort of a way to, um, yeah, so eliminate that that cycle of poverty. And Mar- Martin Luther King really liked it. Um, but it's something that's never been tried because it sort of needs, it's it's a massive investment to try it yeah. on like a, a Where'd you get the country funding? scale, right? But it's kind of like it's it's an idea that's kind of reaching the point where some people are taking it seriously. And Switzerland is actually starting a trial of this hmm. where the, like the thing with Switzerland is that they're a very wealthy country um, and they they have a very sort of like they have a lot of social programs right now. Yeah. And they realized that actually, no, Switzerland isn't even trying it, I don't think. But there's there's a bunch of people trying to get Switzerland to try it okay. within Switzerland because they say that. There is enough money being spent on social programs right now that every person in Switzerland could get $1,700 a month by just canceling the social programs and putting all the money instead into this new scheme. Hmm. I'm more of a fan of having the social programs and not having like everybody gets a check because I feel like in the same way that you could get paid by work and do whatever you want with your money, you get handed a check and you could do whatever you want with that money, whether that's, you know oh, now I can focus on what I actually want to do because I'm not so stressed about needing to do this job to live or, oh, now I'm going to indulge this really bad habit, for example, habit, for example, gambling or mm-hmm. something like with this money. Like, I think that having the social pro- like programs there are kind of a responsibility of the state. Right. Well, that's that's the question, right? Like, does, first of all, what motivates people in general, right? Like, because that's that's, that's one a huge of the, question. What, that's one of the main arguments <laughs> against this is like you know if you give everybody money, what's their motivation to work, right? Mm. Um, and that's something that people really come to like people people argue the same thing with things like welfare, right? Like why should you give someone welfare? They're you're just disincentivizing them to work. I think that's a little bit different. I don't think you could live comfortably off of welfare ever. No, but so, the thing is like <clears throat> my understanding is that this program proposes like not necessarily giving people enough to like live comfortably off of it's just giving them enough to like get by yeah and the thing the thing about making it universal is that it doesn't present like what happens with welfare a lot of the time is that there's a welfare cliff where if you start making money you go off of welfare Mm -hmm. right so like there's a disincentive to actually working when when you're on welfare because if you if you start working a little bit suddenly you're making less than you were before right whereas this program is making like everyone gets it so if you make $1,000, but you want another $1,000, you work, and then you have twice the money, right? And there's there's nothing that would disincentivize you to do that. Did um, your phone just buzz on the table? It did. I am annoying. Oh, no. I am sorry. I left it on so that I could <laughs> potentially look up details about things, but then I forgot that I had done that. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense to me. Like, you know, the, the idea that, like, everyone gets something to start off with and then if you want more you can go get more like i don't know that seems reasonable i just i don't know i have to think about it well yeah that that, like that is the question like do there have been some minor studies done on this like there was a town in manitoba where they did this in the 70s for five years Um, the, the yeah the manitoba government gave everybody enough to live on that Actually, for them, it was everybody who was below a certain income threshold. So it wasn't quite mm-hmm. this universal thing. It was more mm-hmm. based on, <clears throat> yeah, like if you're below a certain income, they'll they'll top you up. So everybody starts mm-hmm. sort of at this flat amount. Um, and that's the, a variant that's proposed. Things like positive income tax, right? That potentially if you're low, you'll get actually topped up instead of just mm-hmm. not getting anything taken away. Interesting. Um, and they found that the 
there was actually a surprisingly l- small decline in work. Like people, people in in these experiments, there's been a couple other have have like cut back their hours of work and stuff like that. But it seems to be that a lot of people do take that opportunity to then go and like pursue education mm. or the, you know to for for the for the people in in Manitoba the two biggest groups that dropped their work hours were like mothers and students who instead graduated from high school instead of going to work yeah right. so like i think that's that's really the like the reason why i like this idea at least in theory like i don't know if it's a it's something that will work yet right yeah like it doesn't seem that for example, Canada spends something like $500 per month per person on social programs, which is like not really enough to make people live. But I think it's something that I wonder if it's it's the way of like the future of the next 30 or 40 years because we we just keep automating, right? We keep eliminating mm. people's jobs. Yeah, for sure. Mm. I think I'm more of a fa- in favor of like an in-between. Like I like the idea that people have now because they have this base level of income they have more time to pursue, you know, studies or looking after their children or whatever. Um, but I don't I think social programs are really necessary and they're a responsibility mm-hmm. of the state to provide. And it, I think that without them completely, it would be really detrimental to people. And just giving someone a cash handout, like you said, is really automized. Like it's not really helping people. It's just like, here's some money. What do you mean? Like what social programs are you thinking of? I don't know. Like, um. do can we can we list some social programs okay so there's like welfare which is basically the like mostly the same thing but it's based on like you know you not having income or like not being able to find work or look for work on a certain Mm -hmm. level okay um there's things like food stamps right Mm. which is so by social programs you don't mean stuff like that what am i thinking of stuff the government runs to help people well, besides the monetary handouts, you mean like yeah, I mean so more like more things that are actually yeah, already yeah. already being handed to people. Like mm-hmm. it's not so much like you would cut off funding to the YMCA or something. Yeah, because that's give more what I was check. thinking you meant. But um, that's the thing is that in Canada right now, you would need to cut a lot more than just those directly giving things because to like, or you would need to massively increase taxes. Mm-hmm. Right? No. no. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. So I think that maybe like as an alternative to food stamps and like welfare handouts, it could be an option. But I wouldn't want to cut like funding mm-hmm. to the YMCA or something right. like that. Right. It'd be like or if a we soup could, kitchen. if yeah. we could find a way to do it without having to cut funding to these social programs. Yeah. Then it would be interesting to pursue, but it would be risky to do it while cutting funding to things. Yeah, that's the problem is that you either have to cut funding to something or you need to massively raise everyone's taxes. Yeah. Wouldn't it be yeah. great if we could just cut funding to like, I don't know, military things? Yeah. And- well, uh, sure. yeah. We'd all die. <laughs> <laughs> Would we? I don't know. I just there was a there was like a really um a, a really some fun like e game somebody made where um I guess American candidates have all these ridiculous promises about cutting Mm -hmm. taxes by x amount and um you could play with the modules and cut certain things and see how much money you'd save but what you'd have to cut Mm. to make up to their promise and one of them you needed to cut like the entire education budget the entire military budget and it still didn't make up for like the cut somebody somebody um proposed but what it did give me a big idea of was just how much 
like these things cost and also what exactly they entail like how necessary are they obviously education is super necessary but like you set up at the military if we cut a bunch of funding from there like are we okay still like i don't know Mm, yeah i don't really does do do either of you have a good idea of like what the canadian military does not really right now like i i feel like we've are we still in afghanistan is that I hate that we don't know on? this. I'm so embarrassed for us. <laughs> I'm oh not my embarrassed. God. No, I think, I think it's, I don't know. I, I'm, it bothers me when people also don't show respect for like the people who protect the country mm. and gave them the freedom that they so enjoy. Like when those people at McGill protested the Remembrance Day ceremony. I was really upset about it because I was like, how dare you? Like, the only reason you have the freedom to say that. Are you still playing Jurassic Park? Is that why you were laughing? Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, the only reason you have the freedom to say something like that is because people died, you know? Right. So I think that... Yeah, I mean, I think there's a balance between being like a conscientious objector and being an asshole. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think like, yeah, you have to be really careful and stuff like that to make sure... Everybody knows what exactly you're protesting against, right? Because mm. people who are against Remembrance Day, as far as I understand it, are not against veterans, right? I hope not. Like the, but they're they're against, <laughs> from what I understand from you know the pacifists that I know, they're against people using Remembrance Day as a way to make people to convince people that, you know, it's always a good idea to sign up to the army and go be the next round of people who go and die for your country. Yeah, you know, like if you're if you're using the respect that people ought to have for, you know, for people who have served their country to then convince people to go off and serve their country in ways that are not good, then, you know, you probably deserve to be protested. Mm. So, Tom, are you are you in favor of cutting like half the military? I mean, I would be, to be completely honest. Here's my thing. I am. I think there is definitely honor in being in the military. Like, if that is what you're doing and you are fighting to serve a greater cause than yourself, then, like, good on you. But I also think that war is stupid and that war needs to not be a thing and that people (laughs) need to make more of an effort to do things without fighting and without getting violent. And so for me, I would much rather see that stuff go toward, like, I don't know. Healthcare and education. Healthcare and education and, like, teaching people how to, you know, do discourse instead of violence. I would like that, too, but I'd say that... that would necess- necessitate that every country did that, right? Sure. Which right. I don't it's think a, is realistic. But it's a if the wealthy, of the but if know, the wealthy Western like the... countries did it first, then it would be a lot easier for the other I countries guess. to follow suit. I don't know about that. I, I'm, I guess I'm sort of like I don't want to leave us open to anything mm. because we were, you know, had this like rose-colored glasses idea of well, we should all talk down instead. And mm-hmm. Not that I'm trying to dilute what you said to that. It's just. Yeah, I think if so. Then going back to what you said with the universal, um, you talking about me? Yeah. What What is the program called again? Universal income. Yeah. Universal income. Um. I think that a small income that wouldn't be enough to live off of, but would subsidize people, might be a good idea. Yeah. And then that way you wouldn't have to cut programs or make, well, n- some programs, but not all programs. You wouldn't have to dip into other stuff and. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, like I think this is something. Like I said, I think this is something that will get more realistic as the decades go on, mm-hmm. because presumably we're getting, you know, more and more if it good at you know harvesting resources from the planet, 
with less and less workers, right? Mm -hmm. Like automation is a real thing. And we're getting to the point where like even a lot of tech jobs are starting to be able to be automated. So like, what do you do when a large portion of your population is no longer needed to make the economy run? There's sort of two ways about that. Like either you just leave everything the way it is and you have 50% unemployment with all of that, you know, income going to whatever company did the automation or you get some sort of program like this where those, you know, the the overall wealth that's being made does, does get distributed back to the people who would have had those jobs mm. in the past. So, like, it's the interesting question that I want to know is, like, how will we know when we've reached that point? Mm. Like, we've been automating things for hundreds of years, and so far it seems like it's it's a pretty good system where as jobs disappear other jobs pop up right yeah right? i was gonna say it hasn't it just created new job fields yeah uh, but the is that always going to be true like as we push to more and more high levels of what can be automated it might be that eventually the only job that isn't automatable is like the artist right mm. i don't think that's realistic like i know that's a lot of people's fear like oh the robots will take all our jobs and then you know but i think that with each like innovation there's always new employment and yeah. I, and like maybe not like swads of employment like a factory for example mm-hmm. um but different types of employment usually that employment requires higher education now though right well, for that's, example like an engineer yeah and that's where it gets tricky right because like it might increase you know it might create new jobs like it might not actually decrease the number of jobs available but it does create new jobs that are difficult for the people who had those old jobs for right? sure yeah right. like, like if, if you're if, for example, if self-driving cars suddenly become like approved and everybody can use them mm-hmm. and every trucker in Canada suddenly realizes that they aren't needed anymore because their job can be done by a <clears throat> cheap robot, that's going to be a quite a long time before all those guys can, you know, go and get degrees and move into other fields like this is what they've trained for. Mm-hmm. So like what, yeah, what do you do in the interim then? I don't know. Yeah, I guess it's an interesting question. For me, though, it would never be so, like, dramatic, right? It would never be so, like, one day everybody's employed and the next day it's like, just kidding, we have this new technology. Mm-hmm. It yeah. would be, like, a slow phase-out that would yeah, but realistically it would be a, it would take be a, a couple, problem, though, for like, a generation, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, sure. it will. And it, I think it that's, won't take, like, 10 years. But I, I think we're at the start of it, right? And I think it's it's useful thinking about these things now, while yeah. you know, while it's like we have the ability to put things in place that might take ten years yeah. to work out, right? Like to yeah. to even figure out if basic income would be a good idea, you need to test it on a yeah. wide scale for like five or ten years and mm-hmm. be like, oh, should you know, is this totally disastrous to this area's economy, <laughs> or exactly. does it make everybody suddenly have a huge bump in their standard of living and suddenly they all become, you know, people who can spend a hundred percent of their time doing cool creative things and inventing cures that for cancer even more for right? society yeah exactly <laughs> mm-hmm. well i had a professor speak about how it how like philosophy and science um need to catch up to one another like the, art, the technology we have and the innovation we have is moving so much further than like how people have thought about like is this okay that we can do this or should mm. we do this just because we can mm. like ethicists and like, other philosophers that kind of come up with what's best for society oh yeah for sure like that thing i was saying about the mastodon that's not just mastodons that we're getting the ability to do that with right that's people yeah (laughs) 
we have the the ability we're we're getting close to the ability to like turn people into half mastodon people like if we feel like it and no one's really thought through like well i mean i'm sure we we have started to think through but no one's thought through in the point of making it a matter of policy like yeah is that a okay thing to do? to do yeah and what are the implications it has on society if we okay it or if we don't okay it yeah but yeah so i think it's a it's a large scale problem i think it's going to take a lot of I don't know. I just feel like people people are now respecting science so much where they're like, well, if we figured out how to do it, then we should do it. And I don't think that's the right way of going about things. Yeah. But it it's, it's like you can't just slow it down. You can't be like, no, don't invent things yeah, anymore. You, everyone. And you can't uninvent something. Yeah. Right. But that's that's the other question is that can you, you know, this is always a question of whether science like that can be contained. Right. Like there was a lot of there's a lot of retrospectives about the the making of the atomic bomb and stuff about like you know could we have not invented this horrible potentially world destroying weapon um but it doesn't seem like we could like given the circumstances there was no way for it not to be the way that it came up was that people were racing against nazi germany making an atomic bomb and it's like you weren't going to not try yeah otherwise it's it's the same thing you were saying about the military like mm-hmm. it would be great if nobody had done that but if we didn't do it, they would have done it, and we would have been blown up. Yay! We're all speaking German. <laughs> the thing is, I am kind of like I'm talking about you basic income. I am kind of a person who has basic income from right? YouTube. Yeah, from people who have decided that what I the particular brand of creative stuff that I do is worth it. Yeah. Right. Like I have. I don't know, I guess it's a bit tricky because I have I have had to convince those people, right? That like my brand of creative thing is worth me being able to just get money for doing what I want. Yeah. Which is like a good position to be in. Huh? I mean, <laughs> come, come to think of it, I have basic income as well. I have a stipend for my master's. Right. And um, most people studying science have a stipend for their master's cause, if you're writing a thesis because you are doing work for the lab, right? Mm-hmm. Like, um... So, and then I've chosen to go out and get another job so I can have a nicer apartment. I can save a little bit more. I can start my life off with like a nice amount of savings. So, hmm. yeah, I think if, I think I'm the type of person where if I got the, you know, the um, universal income check once a month, I probably still would have like, like, you know, work really hard and get, have, still have the two jobs probably like right. i don't think i'd leave my job right now if i had that because you would you would want to continue that like to like increase your standard of yeah, living yeah like, like i well i'd see it more as a yeah, yeah great well i get to save more or like cool half of this will be saving and half of this will be like guilt free spending cuz now i feel very guilty when i spend on <laughs> frivolous and i do i feel so guilty but like you know at the same time i want to i want to use the money i worked for to you know buy nice things if i want to but Anyway, so so yeah, that's the type of personality I have though. Mm-hmm. And and I think that my career pursuits are not so like they're very they pay well, right? Like yeah. if I continue with either of them or both of them, I'm I'm going to have like a nice income whereas somebody who wants to like you know, do watercolors it's not a guaranteed income, right? <laughs> At all. <laughs> right. But maybe, you know, maybe some people should be able to just do watercolors. They right? should, yeah. Well, I think, so for me, though, with those things, I'm always like, well, couldn't you find maybe like at least 20 minutes a week to do it? So 
that's what I try and do with my hobbies. And it's sure I can't make so much of a career out of it, but you can start and then you can start putting stuff on Etsy and then if as it gets profitable, you can slowly scale things back. Like I think I think achieving your dreams, even if they aren't well funded, is still possible without that little stipend. Mm. It just takes like a little more innovation and hard work. Is yeah. do you, would you agree? I think ultimately the people who want to be doing a career in the arts are going to do it whether they have to starve or not. Exactly. But I don't know. Maybe I mean, this they makes shouldn't me a bit of a <laughs> maybe this makes me a bit of a communist, but I do kind of like the idea of everyone having like an equal base to start from and being able to, you know. Yeah, I'm a fan of that, but I there. don't know about so much about like the fact that it's just money. Like mm. I know in um I for, I think it's maybe Finland. If when babies are born, they get that little baby box. Have you heard about this? Baby what? It's it's a, it's a it's small awesome. box. You put your baby in it and you leave it somewhere else. Okay, not quite. So <laughs> and then you don't pay money for so it. So every child, I think it's Finland. Somebody correct me in the comments if I'm wrong, but every child gets this box and it comes with um, a bottle for breast milk or like a, a pump for breast milk. Okay. Um, like two changes of baby clothes, some diapers, um, a winter like snowsuit. Um, nice. And yeah, just like basic baby needs. Um, mm. And it's sort of like every child born in Finland, their first possessions are this box. And the box also doubles as a bed. Like, I guess it's got padding on the bottom. Oh, cool. So, yeah, so if you can't afford a baby bed or if you, I, I don't know, for whatever reason, like, you have a little baby bed as well. So every child, no matter, you know, who they're born to, how much their parents make, they start off on the same foot on life. And I think it's a really, really good program. That's cool. I didn't know about that. Yeah, it's awesome. And so I'm more of a fan of people having like the same footing with things like that. Like mm. it's not it's not that they give every uh, new parent or like new mom like, a check for yeah. their baby to go buy baby stuff. It's like, here's the baby stuff. Because mm-hmm. yeah. um, once again, then it's like, who's going to do what with that money? Right. And I think that me like, let's say that I have enough income right now to save and get by on life. If I got a check from the government, like. Quite honestly, I'd probably just spend it on nice things for myself. Mm. And is that a good use of that money? No. Yeah, right. I don't know. Although that, I mean, I guess part of that would funnel back to the government in terms of taxes. On yeah, things, for but sure. But like, you, that's, you know. that's the thing is that money is like when you give somebody like food or clothes or whatever, you give them like, I don't know, it's it's kind of like that give a man a fish thing. Like money is is a universal, It's it's sort of, it gives you power, right? And it gives you the the potential to abuse your power, mm-hmm. right? So it yeah. gives you like the res- like the responsibility of either you do this, you know, e- you either you can use this for you know great benefit, possibly much better than being able to eat for the day, or you can waste it and do nothing. So I think mm-hmm. like what always seems to come down on these questions of whether handouts are appropriate is like, do we believe that people are mostly the way you describe yourself where like if you would get that you would use it to further yourself and and like bring yourself out up or do we believe that there's enough of the population who is going to sit and sit at home and watch netflix 24 hours a day Hmm. like i am prone to do (laughs) (laughs) full disclosure i don't have netflix anymore because it was too (laughs) distracting like that's my personality i'm straight up crazy by most people's standards so (laughs) So that raises what I think would be an interesting question to go out on, because I think we, you know, there's only so much we can really debate, like whether or not we think it'd be a good thing, because mm-hmm. like yeah. you said, like it we would need to be tested. Yeah, but does. what might be interesting is like, what would you, if you had that money, 
what would you do with it yourself personally? Yeah. Like if you had a guaranteed chunk of money coming in month after month that like, you know, on top of whatever you're doing or instead of what you're doing, how would you budget that? I think I would do myself. I I mean, like I said, I'm kind of already in that boat. Mm-hmm. So I'd keep doing what I'm doing, except probably I'd be able to like afford a better camera mm-hmm. and maybe like probably what I would end up doing is hiring somebody mm-hmm. to help me out. And then I could sort of scaffold, you know, maybe I could make two videos a month and then maybe I could scaffold that and keep going. Like it's just if every time you're you're able to inject something new into like the system, mm-hmm. you have this, it's like a little nitro boost to what you're able to achieve down the road, right? Mm-hmm. So you would invest it into your business? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I would, because well, so right now I have two incomes, I would save half of that and then I would spend the other stuff on stuff I feel guilty for spending with <laughs> the two incomes I have. So like, for example, there's this really nice dress at Zara and I want it, but it's expensive and so I would buy it with half of that check. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah. I'd save half, like long-term saving for mm-hmm. like my house one day. But then you do that the first month. Would you do the spending spree like every month? It, it wouldn't or? be so much a spending spree, just like, like, like maybe every month it's not something material. You know, maybe maybe one month it's like I take a spontaneous trip to New York with mm-hmm. some of the savings I have plus half of that check. Mm-hmm. You know, just like guilt free. I do right now. Guilt free spending money I get is via scientific study. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just like, go. <laughs> I let someone scan my brain. They give me a little, a little bit of cash, and then I just spend it on whatever I want because <laughs> I don't, you know, it's guilt free. Whatever. I didn't work for this. I just sat in a tube. Exactly. And Plus, I powerful magnets. Science, do so things. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I have like I would probably see it as like an extra source of income, like a, yeah. a, a you know secondary thing. And my policy with secondary sources of income for myself is that I use those to like get things that I really can't justify getting or I immediately invest them. So guilt free spending. So kind of somewhere between the two of you, I guess, <laughs> yeah. where like for me, it's like, you know, because I work as much as I do, if I, you know, say I get paid to do a wedding, <laughs> then I would take that money and I would put it either towards something that I really need right now mm-hmm. or a new tattoo. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> like, there's no middle ground. It's just kind of like blending in with everything else. Yeah. It's either an expense or like, yeah. Well, I'm I a- feel like your creative expenditures are kind of halfway mm-hmm. between that, right? Like, right. you didn't need to buy these microphones, mm-hmm. but once you did, we could do this. Right. Which is awesome. And the thing is, usually I would buy this kind of stuff with money from my regular income. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's it. Like, you know, if You'd I splurge, get a gig. Yeah. yeah. Like, if I, you know, if I have, say, a music video that I'm shooting this summer that I'm getting paid like a couple hundred bucks for that money might immediately go toward like investing in better equipment. Yeah. Or if there's no better equipment that I really want at the time or, you know, can't really afford it with that amount and would need more then it might immediately go toward, I don't know, putting a cartoon bird on my arm. (laughs) I think the biggest thing I learned though from working in the financial industry is it's always important to save at least a portion. Oh yeah. Which is why I said I'd say I'd definitely save half. Mm -hmm. Like half of it would just straight away into my savings. Yeah. That's it. Like for me, like I've already got like a good chunk of my income going into my RSP. Yeah. So for me, like thinking of like if the government just suddenly started giving me an extra thousand dollars a month, I'm like, I probably wouldn't save that. It would probably go toward paying things off and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That debt out of the way. Yeah. Exactly. Also useful. Right. Yeah, Yeah. For sure. Money. Well, guys, this has been fun. If you like money, <laughs> give or us love. some of yours on patreon.com slash 
up for discussion. So Tom can get a bird tattoo and I can get the dress from Sarah. No, I'm just and I can do serious creative things like play this ukulele. <laughs> Tim wants to be able to put out two videos a month instead of one video every two months. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. No. If, if you're one of those people who's waiting for my release at the end of this month, is not coming. Oh. <laughs> I took I took this month off to further some more substantial creative projects down the road. So we uh, might be doing something live on up acapella science stuff soon, but I don't know. I'll announce that. Anyways, see you next month. Bye. I'll see you guys next week in a new yeah. location. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's quickly say a goodbye to to this room that we'll never record in again for it's the rest so of our lives. It's so sweaty. Thank goodbye, God. Do you have air conditioning at your new place? Goodbye, yeah. Oregon. Yes. Goodbye, creepy couch. Goodbye, goodbye, sweat. Goodbye, couch with cat claw marks in it. Mm-hmm. And people claw marks. Goodbye, broken coffee table. <laughs> mm-hmm. Goodbye, broken people. Goodbye, broken stools. Oh, that mm. got deep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Goodbye, Guy who stands outside the window smoking weed and yelling about justice. <laughs> I'm Tim Blay. This is Tom Zalatni. This is Desert Disaster. You can follow us at Acapella Science at Tom Zalatni at patreon.com slash up for discussion. At Desert Disease. At Desert Disease on Instagram. Yes. Yeah. At Down with Talking for this podcast. And uh, have a good week. Bye. See ya. Brought to you by Masterbus. <laughs>